Deborah Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, this is Kat. And thank you for joining my show today, Stand Out and Grow with Kat Ramirez. And today I have a very, very cool guest that I want to bring on. Um, But today I want to talk about um, my special guest who I think it's fitting because um, I met Matt on LinkedIn and I met him through my side hustle, which is Golfing Buddy. And we got to chatting and I really love his story and what he's about and all the things that he's doing. Matt is an army veteran and he's as founder of Next 18 and he's doing some really wonderful things um, for veterans with PTSD and uh, mental health. So um, that w- it was really what stood out for me and, and what he's doing. And then, you know, his story, his story is probably the most compelling thing, which for any entrepreneur, you know, your passion is a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges you have and how do you overcome them. Uh, and that kind of parlays into what you do today, right? So let me uh, bring him on. So without further ado, I will bring on Matt Mc. Is it? I I don't want to butcher your name, Matt Mc- McDonald. McDonald. Okay, McDonald. that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm so gr- I'm just so used to calling people by their name, not the last name. Uh, yeah. Although in the military, we we're called by our last names, right? Yep, and I've heard all every iteration that you could have of my last name, so it's okay. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. First. And uh, before we get into uh, the nitty gritty, just give my viewers um, and listeners a little background about you and who you are and what you're doing. So I'm Matt McDonald. Uh, I'm I was born in Michigan, uh, moved to Wisconsin um, in grade school. Uh, I've lived in the North Shore area pretty much my entire life. Uh, at the age of 27, I, I left for the military. I joined the army. I, I joined a little late in life, but uh, I think that kind of helped the progression of everything for me. Uh, I was in the army with 173rd in Germany, uh, airborne infantry from 2011 to the end of 15. I deployed to Afghanistan in a combat role from 1213. I uh, was medically retired at the end of 15. Got out of the military, moved back to the North Shore, and uh, I started a lawn and snow company. Um, I was also, I was using all the resources that the military kind of gives us, um, the GI Bill, uh, disability from the military to kind of help me to start that business. Uh, And that went on for about three and a half years. Um, That is where I experienced my uh, hurdle that a lot of veterans face. I didn't realize when I got out that I knew hurdles existed in the community for veterans, but I didn't really understand them because when I got out of the military, I was 
getting my MBA. I, I was, I lived in the North shore. I, I was happily married. I was doing all of these things that when we're exiting service, we, we plan for, and then we get out and things seem to be going good. But for me, there was some medications that I was put on, um, by the VA and also while I was on active duty, um, some sleep medications and some, uh, other medications to combat, uh, blast exposure and, and TBI and TMJ. And long story short, the, the providers at the Milwaukee VA wanted to take me off these meds, but the way that they did it after being on them for four years was grossly inappropriate. Um, there should have been a, a better titration plan, uh, it was basically you could stop cold turkey after a couple of weeks that led to suicidal ideations uh, uh almost an attempt on that um, it ended up taking 18 months with the some providers in milwaukee outside of the va to properly come off of these meds and in the period of that happening my my spouse left uh, she didn't really want to stick around for that ride um, I had to sell the business. I, it was either take care of myself mentally and physically or take care of 10 other humans that I, I was dealing with at that time because the business had rapid growth um, and managed 300 plus clients on a weekly basis. So I, I had to make the conscious deci decision to take care of myself. Uh, that got me to about 20 and COVID hit. And while everyone was dealing with COVID, all I did was um, I went back to one of my passions that I hadn't done in about eight or nine years between the military and small business ownership, and that was golf. Uh, I was fortunate enough to literally walk on to uh, Fire Ridge Golf Course in Grafton. I just told them financially I was okay from the sale of my business. I, I just really wanted to reconnect with the game of golf. And I knew to be able to play it the way I wanted to, taking a job at a golf course meant that I could play for free. So, um, I used those business tactics of mine. How can I make something work for me without having to spend money? And I worked there all year. I developed a really great relationship with the owners. Um, I think I played like 120 rounds of golf that year. And while everyone was dealing with, with COVID, I was outside playing golf kind of detached from what was going on. So that, that in a roundabout got me to where I am now. So, Right. And so, okay, so let's just kind of uh, narrow in on some of the things sure. that you said. Um, so because I think a lot of people probably don't understand the, the dramatic effects of mental health or, you know, uh, some of the PTSD problems that people and PTSD, quite frankly, just for the community is a lot of people can be affected by it in various different ways um, in regards to, you know, what is PTSD, you know, and it's a traumatic experience that you ha have. So it's not ne always necessarily um, in the military, you know, there is PTSD that people have in everyday life as well. Uh, but for for your case in point here is this is for a, vet, a veteran movement, right? A veteran movement to help other veterans um, come together, unite, and really not think about their problems, right? If not for a couple hours a day, something, and come together with other veterans and just come as a community right to collaborate talk and you know be able to feel comfortable enough to talk to other people is that the whole mission behind what you're trying to do 
So you're on the right path. And at the end of the day, so we're a mental health nonprofit. We're filed as a mental health 501c3. We take care of veterans and first responders. There okay. are a lot of commonalities, both good and bad, that both of these uh, communities deal with. Um, depression, PTSD, moral yep. injury, alcohol abuse, substance abuse, suicide. And through Next 18, we try to provide kind of like a, a platform over the course of three or four days where we step up the education. We provide about three to four hours of mental health and holistic training each day. And through these modules and the game of golf, the hope is that we're slowly building the participants up, helping to understand how to deal with the internal struggles and the anxiety and the, the panic attacks that come with having to cope with these emotions and process them so that by the end of uh, a three and a half day camp in a closed environment, my participants are able to, if they feel comfortable enough, kind of unpack their rocks and share yep. in a very closed environment what they're dealing with because the hope is that they've heard other stories as we're going through the camps and they've been able to identify, yeah, you know what, I'm not alone. I, I have been dealing with the same thing that so-and-so in the group is dealing with. And it's yep. compassion and empathy and let me finally dump this stuff that I've been carrying. And I know you mentioned PTSD and I definitely think that's a big part of it, but I'm getting my master's in social work right now. And I've been in a really heavy clinical uh, environment with a bunch of uh, veteran providers. And the word that I learned about 10 months ago was moral injury. If you're not familiar with moral injury, I, I recommend learning about it. it it mirrors ptsd in a lot of aspects but it comes down to more more traumatizing events or moments that kind of shift your your compass that go against the morals and your your values and you kind of had to endure these these traumas and it it shifts the way you look at the world yep. and okay it it, it it affects a little deeper and I think more more than the PTSD, I suffer personally more from moral injury from my deployment. Yep. So it's it's teaching our participants that this is a thing and kind of helping them process. Because when we get out of the military and you go through the, um, the disability process, I think most of us are just categorically told we have PTSD and it's a 50% rating and, and that's it. And that can be really stigmatizing and really invalidating. Um, if you're having these other symptoms that aren't being addressed. So that's something that we try to do with the camps as well. Okay. So, so that makes sense. I guess the, um, I guess my question to you, Matt, is how hard is it for you to get in contact or to get more people to step up? Right. Because I know that a big thing for veterans is pride right? Pride is, you know, we're taught that we can endure anything, you know, and I, I hear and see this all the time. You know, we're taught to be soldiers, to take it in, to, that we can withstand anything, that we're kind of like Superman, right? Superman, Wonder Woman, is that we're built up to be this machine. But then when you come back home, right, when you come back home or you, you come back to your a regular life, it, things are different, and right. you're not being told now that you're the greatest and you're this machine anymore. And so there's a, a major disconnect, right? Major disconnect, because now you feel like, well, 
where's my place, right? Where's my place? How do I belong here? Because I don't feel right, you know? Right. In the the education that I'm getting right now, one of our providers uses this, um, it's called wearing hats. And in the military, your identity is the military hat, right? And when you shift to being uh, a civilian or a veteran, you put a different hat on. You still identify as a a veteran, but now you're also, you're no longer on active duty. And you kind of have to learn how to assimilate back into the population. And it's funny because sometimes I I hear veterans say things like, man, I wish people would just get me. When in reality, we're... In reality, in my opinion, we're coming from a place where we're doing we're, we're such a minute part of the world now when we're in the military and we're training to go to war and then we go to war. We're the ones that have to adjust when we come back. It shouldn't be everyone around us, but it, it's navigating how to do that as a collective so that civilians and veterans can do it together. Right. Yeah. And I agree with you. I was in Germany for four and a half years. When I came back to Wisconsin, I had I had um, a structure here, a support structure, but I didn't have any military structure here. All of my teammates that I had deployed with were still in Germany. The closest teammate that I have now is two states away. You mm-hmm. you lose that sense of self and and team, right? Yep. And it's the same thing with uh, first responders. Imagine you're a police officer for 15 years and you retire you're not going in every morning now for that morning brief and seeing your your team so it's the the camps allow for these participants to come together in a closed environment we're out on a golf course we're having a good time the sun's out and you you kind of see this progression from our first two camps of this like trajectory everybody comes in and they're what am I doing? Arms crossed. Why am I here? Why did I sign up for this thing? And by the end of the camps, they're all hugging each other, exchanging phone numbers. And it's like, we've just created nine, nine other individuals for you to feel safe when you leave here to connect. And we have some more long-term stuff that we're planning with like virtual check-ins every month so that the group can alumni can come back to the, the trough for more resources. Um, we do our, we, this year we started a indoor golf league. Uh, we have the golf outings every year that we're doing. So we want, we want the camps to almost be the starting point mm-hmm. and the lifelong resources that we give from here out as a, a support network for everyone. Okay. So I guess my question is, um, in regards to all of this, because I, I'm a big you know, golf too. Why golf? Why did you pick golf? When I was going through everything that I was going through, subconsciously, I think my body knew I needed to, to get outside, first of all, and get mm-hmm. back to a hobby. And the, easy, the, the first hobby I ever had in my life was golf. So yep. you kind of revert right to childhood. What is the easiest way for me to get to where I want to be? Yep. And that was golf. I, I had the equipment. I knew how to play. So I took that job and I just immersed myself in that. Yep. And... Then I started reaching out to some organizations that I was connected to, like Semper Fi Fund. Uh, they're a national nonprofit. They had a program called, um, among all the other things they do, it's uh, Recovery Through Sport. And it's kind of like Next 18, where you could spend four days learning how to golf or uh, sailing in Seattle. I went skiing with them for a week. 
their whole focus is just getting the participant, getting the veteran to be engaged with a group and just learning yep. a sport. And when I saw that, I said, you know, this, this could work with just golf, but I was, I was sad that they weren't also providing mental health resources because it seemed like, Hey, you've got all these, some of these camps are like 20 participants and that's cool, right? Next 18 or um, Semper Fi fund, that's their thing. It's just recovery through sport. Yep. Next 18 kind of takes that model and throws in the mental health too. So I saw where maybe as a business mind, like maybe we could extrapolate on this and add a little more to it and make it more valuable. So that's, uh, that's kind of what got it to this. And there's so many intrinsic things inside of the game of golf that tie into mental health, uh, the pre-shot routine with, with mindfulness and breathing and getting your pre-shot routine down, um, being in nature, being outdoors, being disconnected from the real world for a couple of hours so that you can just focus on this thing. So it, it was now, inevitable. Yep. Now I, I think I, you know, I commend you because I think you're taking your, um, your nonprofit to the next level in regards to you personally educating yourself to become someone who can clinically talk to someone. Right. And right. you're doing this because you're like, well, if I'm out on the course with these guys, then I want to be able to help them and help in a clinical sense so that it's not just you just saying, Hey Duke, you know, you can do it. Right. I had to fix myself before I fixed others. And I think the most important thing for me, the education is twofold in that a, I want to educate myself so that I can educate the participants, but there was still stuff that I needed to process through. And this, this, especially this internship that I'm doing right now really allowed me to address the things that I hadn't quite uh, come to grips with from my deployment and my time in the military, but also eventually we want to have 20 to 30 camps here. We want to be across the country, but when I'm not running these camps, I want to have, uh, as a LCSW or a master's in social work, yep. I want to have the ability to take veterans in the community in Milwaukee. And my caseload is maybe 10 vets a summer. And what we do individually, one-on-one, -on -one, we just go play nine holes and we talk. It's talk therapy. It's recreational therapy. I kind of want to pilot this program because I know a lot of veterans and a lot of people in general, first responders, mm -hmm. that one-on-one that -on -one sterile environment with a psychologist, it just yep. doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and we've seen this model in other modalities. So I want to take my passion and, and make it this little niche and yep. go from there. Yeah. I show other people that you can do this, right? Like, here's yeah. the path. If you want to do it right, get the education and then do what you love. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I think it sounds like like it's a great process and a, a great fit because I think I agree with you. Like a lot of times people don't want to go into this cold, dark room or whatever room with someone else and, you know, just disclose things that are just, you know, quite painful. And, right. you know, and so when you can use a distraction to get someone to feel comfortable with golf, you know, what a great way to get, let someone release themselves, right? Is they're distracted with the game and they're just having a conversation and feeling a little more comfortable. Um, but I also agree with the outdoor environment because 
I personally play golf because it's a relief for me to get away from, right, the phone, the computer. I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm stressed out. And the more that I'm in front of my electronic products, the more I'm going to be, you know, tempted to just work, right? Work or pick it up or do something. And so to me, golf is an escape. It's an opportunity to get out in the outdoors and just take a break, right? Just take yeah. a break. <laughs> and it's, it's so cool when you see the participants, you know, they'll, they'll start their day on the driving range because we get about two hours of lessons from local PGA pros. Mm -hmm. and maybe every every 20 minutes we'll stop a module and, and we'll come back as a group and we'll do a 15 minute breath exercise and then they'll go back and they'll hit balls but you kind of see them even on the first day of the camp right they're all in a line they're all kind of together hitting the balls and and you start seeing that dark sense of humor that vets and first responders have and that's that's like literally where it starts yep. is the little jokes and and then being like oh they get it. They get these things that my spouse, my civilian spouse doesn't get, or my kids don't get, or my coworkers don't get. And those little interactions, then they go out and they play 18 holes and it's in a scramble format. So you're forced to, you all hit your balls, but you all come back to the best ball, right? So 95% of the time they're on the course, they're together as a threesome or a foursome. Yep. And it just, it's organic. You're, you're connecting. You can't play around a golf and not talk to the people you're with for four hours. So yeah. it, it forces the interactions. And before the end of the camp, it's, it's no longer forced. It's like really they're looking forward to the next interaction. That's awesome. Now, is this um, the camp and the organization? It's both male and female, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, and th what year is this for you? This month is actually the end, like the end of year one. Um, awesome. So it's weird because right. The way the seasons are, we, yep. we did the two proof of concepts at the end of last year because I needed all summer to prep for it. Um, and then we had the two camps in September and October and they took off and the attention and it was like, okay, we've proven this thing Yep. all winter. It's been all right, let's, prep let's let's get an advisory committee set up we filed for the 501c3 last year that got approved um we're we're building this organically we're doing what we need to do yep. while i'm getting my schooling and education we have four camps this year um may june july and august we're fortunate enough to be up at kohler whistling straits uh, yep. the bull washington county and Aaron hills these are these are like some of the top courses in the country and the wellness groups that work with these courses have been amazing. They, they see what we're trying to do. They understand it. So they're allowing us to do this at a, um, the cost of golf is expensive to play at Aaron Hills or to play at Kohler. Uh, <laughs> so they're working with us to allow us to do this at a point where it's, um, feasible for a, a brand new nonprofit. We just got our first large donation. Uh, that was, I'm still processing um, the, the donation that we got. So it's it's happening. We're we're yep. growing and we're just kind of navigating everything so that we can keep adding camps and, and keep adding material. Yeah. Is there is this an opportunity to give a shout out to your donor <laughs> or no? I mean, it's up to you. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Okay. Uh, it's a group out in um, New York. Uh, 
Tom Black, I'll just say his name uh, with, yep. with two Sigma. So I, I'm... I'm still, yeah, I'm still processing the whole. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because that was going to be my next question is, okay, so we know that if you are a veteran, um, that's, uh, what is the qualification to attend the camp and, and be a part of that? So with veterans, as long as you have 10% disability from the VA, uh, that's all we ask. And then for uh, first responders, 12 months as a first responder and that's it uh it's hard because first responders don't quite have that disability rating that the military does so to justify it you know um but those are really the only requirements right now and you don't need to know how to play golf we literally give you six hours from pga pros to teach you how to golf we're working now um gathering clubs uh we've been reaching out to people right so that when the participant comes we can literally give you a set of clubs and a bag and when you're done with the camp now you have these clubs that you can go play this game so uh we're all of these things right we're putting together so we can make it as easy as possible and low barrier entry point for this so that's nice that's awesome okay so we know about the participant now how else can someone give or help? Because you're talking to my community and this is like over 120,000 people on sure. LinkedIn, my YouTube, my Facebook. So how can people help if they're watching or listening to this and they, they say, Matt, you know, I really want to help out. How do I help? I would say the most important thing is if that, if you have a veteran or first responder in your circle, uh, let them know about what we're doing. Secondly, funding. Funding is always going to be an issue, and I, I hate having to discuss it, but it, it's reality of the game. Whether you're a $10,000 a year nonprofit or $100 million, you need the funding. So if, if anything that we're saying resonates with you and this seems like something that you'd be interested in supporting, you can go to next18.org or you can email me at matt at next18.org. I can give you all the information you need. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram, Instagram. We, we try to post as much material as possible on mental health. Each day we're posting for, for extra resources for the people that follow us. And then unorthodox approaches. If, if you have a company that maybe wants to sponsor the outing, one of the events or a whole, and you're in the area or you're not, uh, we're going to, we always need food donations for the camps, like power bars and, and things like that. Um, if you have or golf, golf supply, yeah, yeah golf, golf supplies. supplies. If, if you know, if you have access to that and you want to donate, as a public five hundred one c three, we have the ability to give you a tax donation for that. Um, if you're a member at a private course and this sounds awesome and you think it would be cool as we naturally grow to have you have us come down and, and run a camp in another state, these are all things that we would love to talk to you about. Right now, it's just helping us spread the word. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to recap that for people in case they didn't get any of that. So um, if you want to help out and you know somebody who has a need, just give them the link, reach out, connect them somehow to um, next18.org. Or if you have the resources and you want to financially donate, is there a place on the website where someone can just make a $20, $5, anything? Yep, you can go to next18.org, and on the top right, there's a donate button. 
Okay. So financially you can donate and this will help fund them right. to play golf at these places that um, the a lot of the golf associations and clubs are uh, gifting, but also there's fees and other things that will help. And so the money is being used to help these guys play golf. And then right. if you have any um, clubs or uh, equipment, anything like that, um, and it can be gift cards to golf places and things like that, Matt. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so anything golf related, they're willing to take, and they make sure it will get distributed. It will. <laughs> so clubs would be awesome because he is trying to get a collection of them, so that if people uh, attend and they don't have clubs, then they have clubs for uh, any of the attendees. Um, awesome. And then the final thing is get the word out. So yeah. he would love it if you could help get the word out. And um, I will share the links in the comments of all the social media. So if you did not catch it, um, again, it's next18.org. Um, but again, uh, it's about sharing the, you know, the information and getting as many people involved into this uh, organization that does help veterans with mental uh, health issues. Uh, okay, so then the other thing, uh, Matt, when's the next event and what do you have going on and, and what's it, what is it about? So the next day event uh, will be our first camp this year. That's May 9th through the 12th at Kohler and Whistling Straits. And then immediately after that, we have our first golf outing June 1st at uh, Western Lakes in Pewaukee, which is west of um, Milwaukee. So we're, we're already full for Kohler. We're already full for Aaron Hills, which is in uh, June as well. So our first two camps are full. Uh, we're almost full for the, the two after that, but the outing and that first camp, I'm really looking forward to getting back into the flow with the camps again. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. That's fantastic. And then I guess for me, you know, what is the five-year plan? You know, yeah. how, where do you see this going in five years? And maybe sooner, but I always say yeah. five years, you know? I see us having a multi-state footprint. We want yep. 20 to 30 camps a year. Wisconsin, you can only run so many golf camps up here a year because of the weather. Right. We've already been talking to places in Florida, Texas, Arizona. Um, these are natural locations to go in, in the winter. They also have vets and first responder communities. Yep. Uh, so national, national level with this, I, I hope to be done with school in about 16 months so I can start going into that with the, the recreational therapy. I really, my education has really taught me that I think the area of focus for me is uh, moral injury and how recreational therapy can heal that. So tying all of this into like some level of research and how I can better provide these resources over the years. Yeah, and that's fantastic. So what if someone is listening, watching, and um, they're a veteran and they have a big heart and they're like, you know what, we could use this here uh, in another state or another yep. city or whatever. Um, is there an opportunity for them to reach out to you and start, yeah. you know, a problem? Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So anybody Absolutely. Okay. So if anybody is thinking like, hey, this would be great in our community um, and uh, we'd love to get that started up and running, Matt is totally open to that. You just got to reach out, right? You got to reach out and talk to him. Um, right. Awesome. And then uh, as we wrap this up, Matt, any uh, closing remarks, anything that you that we didn't talk about that you want to make sure you throw in? 
I think it's important, you know, we kind of touched on this at the beginning, right? The whole alpha male or the, the, the stigma of we can tackle everything, right? Yep. I've been humbled by the fact that like, I've had to learn that you can't and no human can tackle everything that life throws at them. And I think we really need to get past the stigma of you can, and it, it's, you know, we need to be understanding that it's okay to speak up. If you're dealing with something, you're not the only one that's dealing with it. And more often than not, there are support structures in place and people that are willing to talk to you. You just have to be okay with asking for help. I agree. I think that's probably the biggest and hardest thing to do for um, not just veterans, for anyone is just ask for help. And so um, that's great. That's awesome that you threw that in there. Um, Thank you so much, Matt, for being on my show. I do appreciate I think this is a very, very awesome topic. Um, I'd love to have you back on uh, after your a couple of your outings and hear some of the success stories because uh, I can foresee a lot of success coming out of this because uh, what a great opportunity to help veterans, you know. Uh, and I like the new labeling too. I, I like that. <laughs> Thank you. And I hope to see you out there with uh, Golf Buddy. Yes, uh, yes. I'm going to try first, it. So. And yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's on my calendar and I really am uh, going to support it as however I can, for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kat. Take care. Thank you for uh, tuning in to this uh, week's uh, Stand Out and Grow podcast. I appreciate you. And thank you again for taking the time out to listen and be a part of this. I hope that you do uh, check out next18.org. It's a great opportunity to give back. So, you know, people always... um, try to look for a purpose or try to look for something that they can, you know, pay it forward. This is a great opportunity to pay it forward. And if you have the opportunity or the resources or, you know, the wherewithal to pay it back or pay it forward, this is a great organization to be a part of. Um, So again, until next time, you got this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www. 
StandoutAndGrow.com offers page to learn more.